Chapter 1 The Arizona sun beat pitilessly down upon the dun plain, and warped and baked the tired trees which drooped about the Doby Ranch House. The road, little more than two wagon tracks, started in a joined point on one horizon and ended in another point at the western limit of the plain. It was endless, that road, endless and dry and hot, and down it came Petey McGuire leading his horse, the little sorrel named Pat. Petey McGuire's high heels were run over, his Stetson was shapeless, his jeans were worn through at the knees. About his waist hung suspended from scraped leather an old peacemaker. His young face was haggard and coated with a pasty mixture of dust and sweat. His eyes were hopeless. Pat, with lowered head, limped after him. The little sorrel's flanks were white with dried lather. His coat was roughened and spotted with cockleburrs. It was all he could do to keep going. But keep going he did, as long as his nose was close against Petey McGuire's back. Pat had thrown a shoe, and Pat had spent himself on a journey of a thousand miles. And Pat, oatless these many weeks, was a dead horse unless he got rest and care. Shuffling with weariness, slogging through the dust, they came to the ranch house gate just as a thick set fellow rode out. The stranger would have ridden straight by if Petey had not stopped him, but Petey did, with a pleading gesture. Mister, said Petey, looking wistfully up, I got to have a job. I got to get Pat shooed and get some oats into him before. Not hiring anybody. Like you, said the stranger. Petey blinked and felt anger redden his face. We need some rest, that's all. I can punch cows. I thought this newer country would be better than Kansas. It ain't a question of punching cows, said the stranger, curtly. It's a question of punching rustlers. What I need is fighting men. With a flick of his quirt, the ranch owner sent his mount forward, and the abruptness of his departure was an insult. Saddle tramp, Petey told Pat. That's all I am, a saddle tramp. With a surge of rage, he said, Damn him. How the hell does he know I can't fight? How? Pat was standing with his left ear forward, listening, though he could not hold up his tired head. He's right. Yeah, he's right. What do I know about fighting? Yeah, just a kid, just nobody. No jobs for kids, Pat. No jobs for a guy that can't spit smoke. He led onward at a slower, more hopeless gait than before. He walked for a mile or more, and then stopped again. Hell. It was a doleful word, a substitute for a woman's tears. He started on again with Pat slogging after him. Mile after mile, mile after mile, and above, the scorching sun hammered molten arrows into Petey's back, made the brass saddle horn too hot to touch, but he would not ride. He would not further abuse the only friend he had. The world could find no use for Petey McGuire. He was too young. He was not tough enough. He had soft blue eyes and red cheeks, and though he was of medium height, he did not give the impression of being tall. On the run from Kansas, on the run for a thousand miles, In Kansas, a foreman had thrashed him thoroughly, had pushed his face into the mud just because Petey had spoken up to say, 
But hell, what did it matter? What did anything matter? Wasn't he always running away? Wasn't he always slogging over leagues of the West, from starvation to starvation, interspersed with jobs he never kept? On the run from a father who had been something less than kind. On the run from a beating he still winced to remember. And now, at twenty-four, he was still on the run. Job to job, beating to beating. Yeah. Said Petey McGuire with bitter inflection. Yeah. Saddle tramp. He'd like to kill them. All of them. The foreman who had thrashed him. The endless others who had plagued him. The punchers who had jeered at him for silky blonde hair and soft blue eyes. 